You are now listening to another episode of In The Press. Hey guys, this is your girl Latoya V, and I am the Press On Girl, your host of In The Press. Thank you so much for joining me again on another episode, and I just want to tell you on today that this is going to be my final episode of this season. I will be back, uh, but this is going to be my final episode of this season, but during this time, check out my website. Uh, it's www.thepressongirl.com. Again, it's www.thepressongirl.com. And shoot me a line. Send me something. Send me some suggestions. Send me some comments. Continue to support. I thank you all that have already done that. Those of you that have supported and encouraged and motivated and inspired me, I really appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Also, check out my Facebook page, In The Press. Again, my Facebook page is In The the press. Uh, while I'm on pause, my administrator will continue to post on the In The Press Facebook page. But in the meantime, I am working on some things for you. I have some great things in store for you that I'm doing, and I can't wait to reveal those things. I'm so excited and so thankful for another day. I thank God for being so good and so kind, for keeping me and covering me with the blood of Jesus. I thank him for everything that he's doing in my life, how he continues to take me through each and every situation in my life. I thank him for his grace and his mercy. I thank him for his faithfulness. I thank him for keeping my family, covering me, transportation, finances, a job, health and strength. I thank him for delivering me from cancer. I thank him for delivering me from the coronavirus. God has been good, but he's taken me through and I am delivered in my life. And it is my mission to compel others to come along on this victorious journey because God has not and will never forget us. But it's some things that we must do. It is some things that we must do. So I want you to continue to look at my website, look at my Facebook page, look out for me because I will be back for season two. I'm just going to go on a pause and get some great things going in the meantime. I'm going to give a quick lesson on today, what the Lord has given me on today. Uh, as I was sitting here, I was thinking about um, interrupting the flow. Again, I was thinking about interrupting the flow. And I want to uh, define, because I love to go and look at a word, even though oftentimes we know what something means. I like to see uh, the conciseness of a word. Uh, so I always try and go and look up a word uh, to give the correct definition of it. And to interrupt means to break the continuity of an action event, etc., or hinder a person by intrusion, to cease to perform, to obstruct, to prevent or disturbed by questions, interjections, or comment. And then flow is to issue or move in a string. Uh, I'm going to give you the scriptures that the Lord has given me to give you on today. The first one is uh, St. John 10, excuse me, St. John 10 and 10. And it says, the thief cometh not, but for to kill 
and to steal and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And we know that that is Jesus speaking. That is St. John 10 and 10, the King James Version. And I was thinking about this because I uh, was just looking back over my life and just looking at the different things that I have experienced in my life. And I always had the mentality that I did not want my children to have to experience the things that I have experienced in my life. Uh, even though I saw things uh, around me in my community, uh, in my family, things uh, that were not the greatest drug usage, alcoholism, uh, just different things that went on in my family uh, not really seeing marriages and having children out of wedlock and not really getting educations. Uh, and I, and I began to look at those different things and thought about how, when I was, I had my children, I had my first son, I always thought, you know, I want them to have him at that point. And then when I had my second one, them, but I wanted him to have, and to do more than I had done. And more so than what I had seen. But I also knew that I had to do better for myself. I wanted to do better for myself. I wanted to be able to go to college. And thank God I'm almost done, but I wanted to be able to go to college. I wanted to be able to have a husband. I wanted to be able to uh, have a job, employment for the long-term stability in my life. And I wanted to be able to have relationship and friendships that lasted. I did not want to fall to drug usage or alcoholism. Those are just some of the things that I saw in my community, in my family, that I did not want to become a part of my life. So I determined in my mind that I would do better, that I wanted better, that I wanted to live a life that my children would see. And that even if I didn't have all of those points that I could instill in them as much as I could to have better for their children. I wanted them to understand that we don't have to accept where we are just because we're in a situation. Just because you see things happening around you, you don't have to accept those things. And not only uh, from the external and I often say tangible sort of things, but those things internally. I didn't want them to succumb to being angry or having an evil spirit or having an attitude problem or uh, being a thief or being a liar or being uh, just a person just out in the world doing any and everything, not having any real responsibility, not caring for or loving uh, one woman, marrying, taking care of their families. I didn't want that for my children. I always instilled in them that I wanted more for them. I always told them that I wanted them to have a family, take care of your family, be strong men, do get an education, do what you need to do. Don't allow what has been perpetuated in our uh, generations to continue on. I had it in my mind that it would stop with me because I wanted better. And so I began to instill better into my children. And it's not necessarily a fault finding or blaming thing. I don't look at my family and think anything bad or I don't feel anything like that. 
oftentimes you do what you can with what you have. And so for me, I just felt, and I knew without even having God in my life, just in the natural that I wanted more for my family. But when I began to get into God later, more years after that, I began to even want more on the spiritual side. And so what came to me was interrupt the flow interrupt the flow. The enemy, Satan, the, the tempter has created a mission and he has a mandate and he's created a business over your life, right? It is his job to manufacture situations that will cause you to fall. And this is how he stays successful in his job or mission. He steals, he kills, he destroys spirits, families, finances, marriages, he destroys and steals your joy, your peace, love, and whatever he can do to stop you, that's what he is going to do. He wants you to feel as if there, this is the end. He's won and there's nothing you can do. He wants you to believe that God does not love you, that there is no God, that there is no Jesus, that no savior came and died for you, that the commandments are null and void, that you might as well give up. He has dwelled in your homes, our homes, over our siblings, our fathers, our mothers, our grandparents and other family members. He uses us. He makes us act out in the flesh doing things that we should not. He uses our mind and makes us think the worst for our lives. He wants us to be thieves. He wants us to be angry. He wants us to be backbiters. He wants us to have hatred or envy. He wants us to be fearful. He wants us to, or he wants us to use every, he wants to use, I should say, every spiritual vice that he can that has run through our family to continue to stop us. And not only stop us, but to go down generation and generation as far and as long as as he can. Understand this. It is his job. <laughs> this is his job. This is how he thinks about you. This is what he thinks about you. He only wants to use you. And after he's done using you, he wants to discard you. He doesn't want to have, he doesn't want anything great for you. He doesn't want God to love you. He doesn't care that people talk to you about God and you go to church every week. He doesn't care about that. If you're going and you're not allowing the word to get into your life and take over your life and for you to surrender and submit yourself to God. That's what he doesn't want you to do. You can go to church every week and be a liar. You can go to church every week and be a thief. You can go to church every week and be a whoremonger and a backbiter. That's what God, that's what the enemy wants you to do. But I'm here to tell you on today that God through Jesus has something greater for you. So why don't you interrupt the flow that has become your life? Interrupt the flow that has become a consistent and con consecutive thing in your life. The enemy continues to have us act in ways that we should not be acting. Our parents did it. Our great-grandparents did it. Our great-great-great-grandparents 
grandparents did it. And it comes on down the line. It is in our generation. It's in our families. And the enemy wants us to continue to perpetuate these negative vices in our lives. But God would not have you to do that. Interrupt the flow. Get rid of that same old, I'm going to church every week, so I'm okay. It's not enough for you to go sit in church every week if you are not allowing it to transform your transform your life. It's not enough for you to go and get a, get in the midst of the people of God if you're not allowing that strength, that encouragement, that godly information that they have to take hold of your life and transform you. You have to get in a place where you say, my mother had an attitude problem. My father was a drunk. My granddaddy was evil. My grandmother didn't know how to talk or communicate and she didn't know how to care for us. My cousins, they're out in the street, running the streets, doing any and everything. My uncles don't have an education. My aunts don't have any husbands or they're just living life, doing whatever they wanna do. And you have to get to that place where you say enough is enough. This is the end. The buck stops here. No more will you continue to ruin and take hold of and use me in my life, devil. I have something great before me and I will not allow you to use me. I will not allow you to continue to perpetuate these things in my life. One of the things that the enemy does, just like you wake up every morning, he's ready and willing and waiting to take over your life. But there are some people that he has a mechanism already set up for you. He knows what you're going to do. He knows where you're going to go. He knows how you're going to act. You have a routine life that is not for God. And the enemy doesn't even think about you. He doesn't care about you because guess what? He already has you in his back pocket. Not only does he have you in your life, but he wants to use you to mess with the person that's living for God. He wants to use you to be that person that destroys someone else that is trying to live for God, that is trying to give God a life, that is trying to lay down their, their life for God. That's, that's what he wants to do. That is his job. And if he has you in his back pocket already, he's not worried about you other than to stop somebody else. But I'm telling you, you interrupt the flow of consistent and continuous negativity in your life. Be the one that steps in and says, not anymore, devil. I will not let you continue and win battle after battle in my life. Stop it right where it is. If you recognize it, if you know that there are things about you that has happened over and over again in your family, you say, devil, no more. Not anymore. It has become a trend in your family. It has become a trend in your life. Your family continues to do it. Your mother, cousins, brothers, aunts, uncles, sisters, nephews, niece, all of them continue to have this way about them. And it has become a trend. But you say, not anymore. You step in and you stop it for your life. I wanted to shake some things up in my life. So I said, uh-uh. No, when I got in the church, I understood what I meant when I said I wanted to have greater for my family. I understood it better after I got under men and women of God, my pastor and my bishop and teachers and, and, and other leaders that were able to help me to understand that God is what we need in our lives. 
That's who we need, God, through Jesus. The enemy is going to continue to do his job. He's going to continue to use you and abuse you and discard you because he cares nothing about Because he cares nothing about you. But interrupt that flow. Shake up the devil. Make him stand on his toes. Don't make him taking you and using you in your life easy. Knowing, oh, yes, I got her. I got him. I can do what I want with them easily. Throw a rock in the pond and make a ripple effect. Shake him off of you and stop that flow, that predictability that has become your life. Don't be so basic. Pray out of your mind. Fast spontaneously. Jump for joy like you have something to be excited about. Whatever it is, do it, but don't lay down in a routine life worried about things that you have no control over. Allowing yourself to be used in situations that you should not be in. You, the devil, he can't do anything to you. He can't do anything to you if you have God through Jesus in your life. He wants to trick you. He wants to scare you. He wants to stop you. He wants to hinder you. But you say, no more devil, no more. Not anymore in my life will you continue to do this. Not anymore will I be evil and envious and jealous of others. Not anymore will I be jealous and a backbiter and a liar. Not anymore will I continue to have sex with man after man, woman after woman, using my body in ways that God is not that God is not pleased with. Not anymore. I'm going to find one woman. I'm going to find one man and I'm going to get married and do the right thing. I'm going to do what the Lord wants me to do. I'm going to live clean for my God. For my God. I'm going to live for him and I'm going to die in him because I believe and trust in him and I choose him over my life. This is what you have to do. Don't let the enemy continue to use you. I thank God for this scripture that the Lord has given me in Psalms 51. I love this. 51 and 10. Psalms 51 and 10. It said, and create in me a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within me. You can say, Lord, create in me a clean heart. And if you do, if that's not it, say, Lord, renew the right spirit in me. God, I lost my way. God, I fell off the bandwagon. Lord, I tried and I failed. Lord, my heart has become corrupt. I don't know how I got to this place. I don't know how I ended up here. But Lord, help me. Lord, help me, God. Take me out of this. Lord, take me through this. Lord, bring me out of sin. God, I don't want to be like my forefathers were. I don't want to act like they acted. I want to be the one that makes a change. I want to interrupt the flow. I want to stop the devil in his tracks. That is what your mission should be. And if you can't do, do it for you. And then you can compel and help others to do the same thing. Stop allowing the enemy to use you and trick you into believing that just because it was in your family, that it has to be in you. The devil, the devil is a liar. It doesn't have to be in you. You don't have to die like this. You don't have to live like this. There is greater for you. There is better for you. Don't allow the devil to depress you. Don't allow the enemy to need to make you feel like you need validation from man to know that God loves you. God loves you. And nobody can take that from you. I also want to read him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
I want to read in Romans 7. This is going to be my last scripture. I want to read in Romans 7. I'll start at um, 18. For it says, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now, if I do that, I would not. It is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against the law of my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. Oh, wretched man that I am who shall deliver me from this body of death. And I'm here to tell you on today, who can deliver you is God through Jesus. You have to understand that we are in the flesh. And as long as we are in the flesh, the enemy is going to try to tempt us out of our blessing in God. He wants us to use our flesh to do things that are not good for us. He wants us to use our flesh. He wants to take over and destroy our mind. And even when we want to do good, we can't because we don't have any power. The only way that you will ever get power, the only way that you'll ever get power, power to walk right, power to talk right, power to live right, power to stay right, is through God, through Jesus. And when Jesus died on the, he died and he rose. He said, he before he told the disciples, he said, go to Jerusalem and stay there until you be endued with power on high. And when Jesus died, when he died and when he rose, he won. He has the victory and the enemy wants to trick you and make you believe that that is a lie. But I'm here to tell you on today from experience, because I'm not a person that just listens to people. You have to show me. I have to see it. I have to experience it for myself. And I have experienced the power of God. I have experienced the Holy Ghost. He the Holy Ghost. I've experienced it. So I know for myself that it is real, that living for God, it is real, that loving and serving and accepting Jesus it is real that the power of a hope of the Holy Ghost that can keep you and take you through that it is real that you can have power over every situation in your life that you can have power over every generational situation that you can have power over generational curses but you have to get in God through Jesus and you have to say Lord deliver me God take everything out of me that's not like you Lord God I repent of my sins they're ever before you God I've transgressed the law, God. I've transgressed you, Lord. I transgressed the commandments of you, God. And I'm sorry, Lord, but I want to be saved, God. I want to be sanctified, Lord. I want to be filled with your precious Holy Ghost, God. But I need you, Lord, to burn up everything in me, God, that's not like you. Burn it up, God, in the name of Jesus. Take everything out of me, God. Help me to live for you, God. Help me to not just try, but succeed, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. I want to be saved, God. I choose to be saved, God. I want to live. 
in the name of Jesus. And I promise you that he will do it for you. He will pick you up. He will save you. He will sanctify you. You have to do your part. Sanctify yourself. And the very God of peace, the very God of peace who will sanctify you wholly all over, through and through. Get yourself together. Do what you can do and allow God to do the rest. God loves you, but interrupt the flow that has become your life. Interrupt those generational situations, vices, struggles, issues that have become your life. Know that your husband can be saved. Know that your wife can be saved. You don't have to settle. Know that your children can be saved. You don't have to settle. Declare and decree in victory that it is done. Declare and decree in victory that they are saved. Declare and decree in victory that you are completely healed and delivered and you can go through in your life. I thank God so much for you joining me on to him. Lord, I thank you for being good, God. I thank you for your kindness. Every word that I say, I want it to come from the Lord. Everything that I do, every step that I take, I want it to come from the Lord. And I pray for you. I pray for each and every one of you that encourage me, that come on and motivate me. Those that come give me kind words and good words and those that just give me tell me, you know, what to do, how to do, tell me, give me some suggestions. I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful. I'm so thankful and grateful. I'm just, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm just excited to be saved. I thank God that he gave me another chance to be saved. Even after backsliding, after back, after backsliding and all the things that happened in my life, God still gave me another chance to be saved. And he did it for me. And he continues to deliver me and take me through. And I'm praying for you. I'm praying that every hurt in your life, Life, every pain in your life, every situation in your life that has held you back, that has held you down, everything that you thought you couldn't overcome. I'm praying for you that you realize that in God through Jesus, you can overcome it. I love you. I love you with the love of God. I love you, but God loves you more than I can ever love you. He loves you more than I could ever love you. And I just want to thank you. I want to pray us out. But before I do that, I just want to say, um, Again, tune in, uh, look at my Facebook page in the press, look at my website, thepressongirl.com. I have some great things coming out that God has given me to do, and I'm just trying to work, 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 do everything that I can. Um, but I'm just excited because God is doing it in my life. And I just want to pray for you until I come back next season, till I come back from this pause next season, we're going to do some, I'm going to do some great things. Um, going to come back. And I'm sure that you're going to come back with some strength if you just keep on praying, fasting, consecrating yourself, seeking God, repenting, confessing. You're going to come back with some strength and more power and we'll continue after this break. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you for every person that is listening to this podcast. I thank you for their life, God. I thank you that they had an opportunity to listen, Lord. I thank you, God, for being so good and kind and being mindful of us when you don't 
don't have to be. I thank you for your goodness, your grace, your mercy. I thank you for the power of you, the Holy Ghost. I thank you for your son, Jesus, who died for me. I thank you even for you being the creator of me and, and knowing what to do with me, knowing where to place me, knowing just how to treat me. I thank you, God, for just everything that you're doing in my life, Lord. You are worthy. You are awesome. You're amazing. You're great. You're, you're just everything that we need and we don't need nothing else. But I thank you so much, God. I love you. I honor you. I worship you. And I pray for each and every one, God. I pray for them, God. Deliver them, God. Sanctify them, God. Fill them with your Holy Ghost, Lord. In the name of Jesus, let your blood of Jesus prevail in and over their lives, God. In the name of Jesus, you are worthy, God. You are awesome. You are kind. And I love you so much, God. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. Thank you so much. And you all have a great week. Have a great, just, just don't stress. Just pray to God, seek him, and he will come. And sometimes it gets difficult. Sometimes we feel like God doesn't hear us, but he hears you. Trust me, he hears you, and he knows, and he will answer. Again, I love you, but God loves you more than I ever could. And thank you so much until we meet again. Thank you.